Hey everybody, and welcome back to Haunted Faith. This is episode 5, and my name is Trevor Haunted Faith, and... My name is Lily. As y'all know, the one and only. Hell yeah, and welcome back to, to We the Haunted. I've already said that. But uh, today, uh, we are going to be talking about the Demon House documentary made and directed by Zach Bagans. We're going to be giving our thoughts on topics, um, the, the encounters, the interviews, um, our own insights on it, and just everything you can think of. Uh, but as far as the introduction and starting of that... I'll let you take that away. Y'all, I've been so excited to talk about this <laughs> because there's not a lot of famous horror film documentaries out there. I've been so excited to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so as if you don't know, Demon House um, is a, a place in Indiana, in Gary, Indiana. But we're going to be talking more about how the documentary played out. But we will be talking about the case as well because you can't have the case without the documentary. It won't make sense. So this documentary was filmed and directed and investigated by Zach Bagans, which I hope everybody knows is one of the founders or is the founder of Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. The Travel Channel. The one and only Travel Channel. <laughs> he had uh, now. Now, yes. now streaming on Discovery Plus because I don't think it's going it to be on Travel Channel anymore. Yeah, it is streaming on um, Discovery Plus. Uh, Demon House, I had to actually watch it on um, Amazon Prime. Um, so if you have sure. an Amazon uh, Prime subscription, you can watch it for free on there. You don't have to pay. Some of the films on there you do have to pay for. Uh, you don't have to pay for it. I had to watch this twice through <laughs> to, <laughs> to make sure I had everything written down. But this documentary was made in 2018 by Zach Megans. Um, it was solely based on uh, trying to get the story of the Ammons family case surrounding this house. So let's talk about the Ammons case a little bit. All right. So... <clears throat> This house actually is called Demon House. It wasn't a title that Zach made up. It is known to be called the Demon House, or it's also called the House of 200 Demons. Yes. The reason why I got that name was because a couple of uh, psychics and clairvoyants just kind of deemed it to be that house because they had sensed multiple present demon presences there. So not only was it a haunting, but it was a demon possession case. Yeah. So it was a little out of the waters right at the start, especially for something back in 2011, which is when all this took place. You don't normally hear things like that in the press anymore. But this blew up in 2014. But the whole case happened in 2011. I don't know why it took so long to come out. I'm not really sure. But... <laughs> that is just what I found. It started all in 2011. Um, the people were experiencing this haunting possession. They were Latoya Ammons, who is the mother. Her mother, so the grandmother of these kids, uh, her name was Rosa Campbell. And then her three, Latoya's three children. 
lived in this house and I had looked up the house uh that's in Gary Indiana which I know we talked in a previous episode I wanted to go up there and I couldn't because Gary Indiana is a very dangerous place to go yeah so I don't I do not advise anybody (laughs) 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 to just willy all nilly up there unless you already live there and you already know the streets like be careful um it's a very I know some so, some people will still go up to the property and do some rituals and stuff there. I don't know how recent that's been, but when the documentary just got finished, Zach was told um, by neighbors calling him, letting him know that there have been trespassers. Yeah. Um, the police also contacted him about that as well, not just the neighbors. Um, <clears throat> they uh kept noticing a lot of people going on to the plot of land and doing satanic rituals on it <laughs> yeah. sounds like your very common you know friday night family game you know yeah. <laughs> it's game night everybody let's go do a satanic ritual on the <laughs> dirt plot <laughs> sounds like a great old time on the the dirt plot it's like <laughs> we're, we're gonna go take a family out and wear the dirt plot the dirt plot the- that's what it is now though it's a dirt plot oh my goodness i i want to know the people who because normally you don't think about satanic rituals being taken place in the middle of the city and this house is in the middle of the city (laughs) like (laughs) neighbors are butt to butt yeah so i don't i don't know i guess they didn't think anything about it i don't know like one of the neighbors is like, uh, we're on this address. Could c- c- come over like like any time. And uh, if you notice some fire, c- if you notice some fire coming out of the ground ne- next door, just ignore it. Yes, we're, we're done trying. Just ignore oh it. my goodness, it's awful. I'd... <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> I'm just not. But. The weird thing about this is, like I already said, even though this all happened in 2011, um, it didn't really get publicized till 2014, and that's when it became national news. Yeah. Like, I remember hearing about this story in high school. Oh, really? Damn, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was a senior, so I, rem- I remember hearing about this, and I, it just baffled me. Okay. I didn't, it was just weird you just don't hear about things like yeah. that anymore so in november of 2011 latoya and her mother rosa and her three children seven nine and twelve at that time moved into a rental house at 3860 carolina street in gary indiana as you hear my page flip <laughs> next page <laughs> next page of my notes here guys it only took a few days. Like it did sometimes you hear of hauntings, it takes a while for anything to really start up. This only took days. Yeah. And they noticed that black flies were swarming their um their porch. So this is tippy tippy top of Indiana, right next to the Great Lakes. That's really, really weird. For yeah. A bunch of black flies. To be swarming somebody's house. They said that it was mostly the front porch area. So it's more, it is a common place. But in the mid, like up there in November, December, it's like 
eight inches of snow. That's yeah. the that is the minimum. The maximum it can be feet in the feet. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. So <clears throat> black flies, as far as I know, can't survive in cold weather. I don't do have you ever seen flies in the middle of winter down here? Because I have not. No, I haven't. So that's super weird, right? Yeah. <clears throat> So they were experiencing these flies right off the bat when they moved in. Even though they would exterminate them, they would come right back. So it was like a vicious cycle of having to like kill them off and then they'd come right back. You know how annoying that would be? Oh, I would just move because of that. Yeah, right? Fuck the demons. (laughs) Day two, you see all the flies. You know what, guys? We're packing up. We're leaving. I'm sorry. I know we just deposited on this, but no. <laughs> well, not only just that happened, but a lot of other stuff happened. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. Indeed. <clears throat> Rosa, Latoya's mother, would come to experience constant footsteps being happening in the house, but they mostly frequent in the basement where a lot of stuff did happen. Quote, unquote. I say a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I found that happened in the basement, I didn't find unless it was in the documentary Demon House. Yeah. So we will touch on that here in a little bit, but I am reading off of what I could find online. Um, I will give reference, I will give um, references of where I found all my information at the end of this. I'm not going to do all that now. But she would hear constant footsteps in the basement and in the house. And she would hear doors creaking, opening and closing all the time. So nothing like really crazy, but enough to be like, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Kind of type deal. Not like flying chairs across the room or nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No poltergeist shit going on. Right. So not only does she experience all that. She said she would experience a shadowy figure of a man pacing in the living room and that afterwards she would always find a boot print. So it almost seemed like somebody breaking into the house, but there were no signs of somebody breaking into the house. And then she had also claimed that she was choked. So her bedroom was kind of in the front of the house, I had noticed. So if she if somebody would have broke in she probably would have noticed hearing somebody slam on the screen door and then entering the house because you have to go through a screen door first onto the porch because it's a closed-in porch and then opening the actual house door i would have think she would have heard something if it was somebody actually breaking into the house yeah so not only did the grandmother experience things It was mostly the kids that experienced things. So I'm going to talk about the daughter for just a second. Okay. So a 12-year-old daughter was seen levitating during a sleepover. So she was unconscious and she was floating above her bed. And they say that they had to keep praying. Like her friend and like the family kept having to pray before she could get back down. And she doesn't remember doing any of that at all. Damn. 
Yeah. <laughs> really weird. Really, that's kind of weird. It was also said that the nine-year-old son was thrown across the room all the time. And the seven-year-old would roll his eyes in the back of his head and scream, I will kill you, or it's time to die. Like, just things, very demonic things like that. Yeah. So. And uh, I didn't notice in, in the documentary, like, at, like as well, mm-hmm. uh, the, when the kids would play games, uh, the little sis or the sister would uh, came into the room once, and the two boys would just be playing games and just be talking in tongue and doing these chants. Yeah. But then the girl would get taken take over as well and look at the wall and just scream. Yeah, that was <clears throat> that was so. That was their uh, representation of like how they told the story. I think it yeah. was the uncle. The uncle was telling that story where. Yeah. Um, he had witnessed the kids like it was the youngest one and then it'd be the middle kid and then it would be the oldest daughter it was like all at once it was never just one normally it was normally all three of them doing stuff at the same time even if it was really little or really large which most of the time it was really large so after all this happened they did reach out to their physician um his name was jeffrey i I can't pronounce his last name. I really did try. (laughs) I looked up how to pronounce it and I can't pronounce it very well. So I'm just going to call him Jeffrey by his first name. On April 19th, 2012, he had noted, noticed, noted that they were really delusional. So he kind of believed that all of this was a hoax because of how they kind of behaved and how they didn't really act. Like it was a ghost. It act, they acted more delusional, like as if they were under the influence of something. <clears throat> so in the documentary, I did write it on later on, but I'm gonna mention it now because it fits. Yeah. Um, Zach did uh, have people inspect the house, and they did find um, black mold in the attic. Yeah. But um, it wasn't in a spot to where it could circulate. But the way the house was laid out, other means of like carbon monoxide and things like that could circle really, really easy. And it could be very easily exposed. Yeah. So a lot of people believe that maybe they were under the influence of carbon monoxide or mold. Because the house is really, really old. I don't know how old the house exactly is. I couldn't find anything on it, its origins or anything. But the way it looked and the way the flooring looked, the basement, just off my basic knowledge, it was a few decades old. It was pretty old. (laughs) Like maybe, maybe the latest seventies, like that's just how it looked. It's layout and everything. So the doctor didn't believe him. He noted that the kids seemed more delusional than anything. Um, police were contacted uh, because of the um, their attendance for school. They had a really bad history uh, for attending school. Um, it wasn't just in 2012 were they not attending school, but also in 2019, they had a recorded record of the kids not attending school very much. So this was a first time thing. Right. So they came down there and they were recording and inspecting the house and all that stuff. And I'll touch that a little bit later. 
but I'm just kind of doing a brief summary of what I found in the article. Um, after they had done the search of the home, they did take the kids to a hospital where this famous incident happened that yeah. that pretty much skyrocketed the whole entire story. Um, the Department of Child Services was contacted as well, brought to the hospital, and they believed that the children are just acting out in front of their in front of their mom just to get attention and to like have an excuse not to go to school normal things like that right so during this visit at the hospital the child uh the dcs personnel her name was valerie washington uh a psychiatrist and a police officer I couldn't find names of the two people who were there. They just said there was a psychiatrist and a police officer. Um, And that was uh, confirmed by Valerie Washington herself in the documentary that those two were present. They had witnessed the young boy headbutt his grandmother in the stomach multiple times. And they had witnessed a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old walk up the wall backwards Tell me how you fake that in front of five grown adults. His mother, his grandmother, a DCS person now who's not supposed to take like things lightly. Yeah. A psychiatrist and a police officer. Witnessed a seven-year-old walk up the wall backwards. What? (laughs) I'm sorry, but if I saw a seven-year-old walk up the wall backwards, I'm out. They they quickly took their words back at being delusional. Right? They were like, oh, maybe there's something here. (laughs) In the documentary, I didn't write it down, but in the documentary, they have footage, uh, police footage. After this incident happened, they came to the house. And they were searching the whole thing. And they were talking about the incident. Like, it, like, shook them. Yeah. It was so in disbelief. And they felt like that they had to speak about it, you know, a little more. Like, nobody's going to believe you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. At this point. (laughs) And uh, one thing, when the cops arrived as well, uh, they went downstairs to see if, the, if, if, if everything was like out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. and, they, and they noticed crucifixes and a burnt candle like under the stairway. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, not under the stairway. I'm gonna touch on it here in a minute. All right. I'm gonna touch on it. I promise. Uh, I promise. Right. <laughs> I'm just doing the little events first. Okay. And then the note, then everything that I did on the documentary. Gotcha. So it'll it'll come up. I promise. Because I wrote down all the stuff that they found in the basement and it's kind of it's kind of weird. I'll put my I'll put my theory on it in a little bit. But at this point, they had to contact Father Michael Maginot um, to exercise the family. He did have to do this three times. Twice was in English and one was in Latin. And one of the English ones was done on the mother, LaToya Ammons. Um, The one thing I didn't understand when I found that was I didn't understand why the mother, because I couldn't find anything that she was doing that was considered to be demonic 
uh, demonic possession. It was all pretty much the kids. So I always found that a little weird unless there was something that they didn't put on record that happened that she didn't want people to know about. That's the only thing I could think of. Okay. So it doesn't really give, I couldn't find specifics about like, was it on the house? Were they on the children? So on and so forth. But one of them for sure was on LaToya. Okay. So like I said, multiple people did believe that this was fake. I yeah. did say that one of them was the uh, physician. So, uh, and the uh, and Latoya's Latoya's mom thought that everything was true. Her stepmom thought it was fake. Yes, the stepmom made it seem like they were saying that it was all fake. Yeah, that they were saying it was fake, and they don't know where it was coming from. But then, like the grandmother who actually lived with them in the house was like. This stuff actually happened. Yeah. So it, it it's so weird. <laughs> it's and, a little uh, fishy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't know if the stepmom said it was fake because she didn't want the attention and the bad rap or yeah. if it was legitimately just not real. We don't know why. Yeah. It was, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. They didn't mention much about like what she said or why. It was just one little newspaper clipping saying, This is all fake. My yeah. family's saying it's fake. We thought it would blow over. It hasn't. So on and so forth. To, to me, that just says <laughs> we don't want to be known for this. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I mean, and who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? True. The landlord even had spoken out about it, which he's in the documentary as well. He doesn't believe any of this happened for multiple reasons. Um, he believed that it was because the Amons were so behind on their lease payments, their rent payments, and they okay. were blaming it on the uh, haunting and the demonic possessions that they were going through. But not only that, they were the only people who ever experienced anything in the house. That could be odd from his point of view. Yes, and I also... Yeah. I have a little theory about that. The perfect time to explain my theory on that. Okay. So certain hauntings, I believe, hit people differently. Right. Something can be sleeping for so long and then somebody could come in with like a bad aura or negative energy or just a bad outlook on life or just bad luck and could come in and then wake it up. Yeah. Or they could have something already on them before they go anywhere. And since they just moved in, it was such a dramatic change that it could have triggered something that was already there all along with them. Yeah. That's kind of, that was kind of what I took out of all that. Because, uh, did, what is the name of the family that stayed in the house before Latoya? Or them. I did. I couldn't find their last name, but the mother of the it's family Mika. was named Mika. Mika, yeah. I was. I couldn't find the last name thought, or anything. If you found it, congrats, because I, I did not. I thought I had it. Uh, Mika. Damn. I have a whole thing about her. <laughs> La Latoya Ammons. 
Damn it, what is that? I, I, it didn't say their, their last name in the documentary. Mm-mm. No, and I just watched it a few hours ago. Okay, but yeah, uh, didn't when they brought Mika over uh, to the house, didn't she say that she witnessed a few things? Sort of. Um, I can go ahead and say some of it now before I go through the other skeptics. Um, she said that they would leave a um, friend at the house. I think her name was um, Kanisha. I think that was her name. That sounds right. Um, they would leave her alone at the house sometimes. They like go out, get food real quick to bring it back home, and she'd want to stay behind. And she claimed that she would hear footsteps all the time, just like how the grandmother claims to hear footsteps all the time and like doors creaking. Well, Kanisha would say the same thing. And then Mika never went into the basement because she didn't like the basement. But it was because her brother was shot and killed in the basement. Yes, that's okay. Gotcha. So it already brought on like a bad memory and bad energy. She had had a dream of one of her family members being shot and killed. And she was really scared that that was going to happen soon. And then I think it said a week later, it had happened to her brother in the basement. Yes. So that's that's what you're referencing gotcha. to. Yeah. So not only did the landlord think it was fake, but multiple psychiatrists who interviewed the children said that they were acting a little deceptively in accordance with the mother's beliefs, as quoted in the article. So what I what it, what they mean by that is like let's say your mom is like go pick up that toy yeah and then you're like oh i can't walk my ankle hurts i think something's wrong with my ankle when your ankle's perfectly fine yeah that's what they kind of believe what was going on with the kids i why they would choose to be demonically possessed like faking a possession i don't know but (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure but a psychiatrist named tracy wright had noted that the youngest one would act possessed whenever he was asked questions he didn't want to answer so she would ask him a question like what's your favorite color he would just start acting like a possessed little kid so he would answer yeah. some questions if he wanted to answer them, but other questions he wouldn't, and he would act like a possessed child. So that plays on the fact of, well, did they have outside influences like the carbon monoxide, you know, yeah. that has long-term effects? Um, did they get mentally scarred from all that? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Can I try feel? Yeah. Very, very strange. I don't know. Indeed. But that is what I found on the case, like a article on the case itself, not in necessarily the investigation, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to step into the big... In- <laughs> can't, can't even- not only am I stuffed up and I'm coughing, but I can't pronounce words today. That's me every day, so I completely fucking understand that one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Woo! <laughs> like you were doing, shake it off. 
Indeed, yeah. Just shake it off. Talk, Lord. Talk with your hands and shit. It helps. Oh, you just start seeing this like white. Yeah. <laughs> start so seeing by, my notes fly everywhere. So by the way, uh, that one case that I talked about. Other... <laughs> this case, they're going to hear like swooshing sounds in the microphone. <laughs> like, what the? What is that? Our audio listeners don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> they're 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 looking behind them, thinking there's some like that hashlinging slasher or something. The hashlinging slasher, <laughs> the hash binging, the slash binging, the 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 bash binging, the hashlinging slasher. If you don't know what we're talking about, I hope about, somebody then... laughed about that. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> If no oh, one wow, knows, I just made a shitty joke. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Man, I love SpongeBob. But anyway, right. back to I'm gonna talk about the. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the documentary itself. All right, let's get the it. one that Zach made, literally called Demon House. The whole name of the episode. This is where I got most of my information from the documentary, and. I think it's just because he probably had more access to information than we do. Like he can go into like a police officer station and be like, "Hey, I went on the files for this. Here's yeah. some. <laughs> here's here's why. Like money, like things like that." I don't have that power. Sorry, guys. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one day. Yeah. If you guys we like and share, <laughs> if you guys like and share this podcast enough, and you get enough views, y'all, I will. If we could get this to next level, yeah, there will be some quality ass content. <laughs> we will be top tier paranormal investigators and reporters. That's she, the dream. She <laughs> that will be, is the dream. She will be the next to Zach Biggins. I've been told I would be. Same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We can just we can team up. It's fine. <laughs> We my, could just make our own show. My 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 friends in high school, like a little throwback, random ass story. Back back in high school, um, uh, for all the episodes it goes to, I can't do this like anymore because so much shit's happened since then. But back in high school, when I didn't have to worry about a lot, and I had a lot of shit like in my head. I had Ghost Adventures episode one. All right, or season one, all the way up to like season eight, and memorized in my head. So my mm-hmm. friends would randomly just be like, "What's this episode?" And I would just give them an hour rant about it. And they said, "You're the future Zach Bagans," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes." I don't think so I can the- do that. <laughs> I'm like, more um, of the person. They're like, "Do you have any bad vibes over here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> kind like of- a. Like, uh, one time, my my, my uh, friend, he came up and said, hey, Ghost Adventures, Povelli Island. And then I just looked at him, gave him a dead-ass look for about 10 seconds, and then I go, you have reached your final destination. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, the five the five kids around me, like, by their lockers, just looked at me like, what? What? What just happened? <laughs> what are y'all talking about? What the fuck? There's a demon coming out of your locker. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 oh, shit. Like, like uh, the hands that come out of the wall. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to draw a picture about this, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. If I draw it, I'm going to post it on our social media. <laughs> 
at we the haunted at we the haunted uh instagram twitter i will make a facebook if there is a need for it probably need to probably need to make a facebook group i'll get there at some point it's okay (laughs) (laughs) anyways let's talk about his documentary the lovely zach bagans so in the beginning of the documentary i feel like i have to quote on the very first thing he says which is that he recalls a 12 foot goat demon being in a dream yeah um of course i believe like certain dreams could be premonitions they can send messages to you um so of course i had to make a note about a goat demon and being in one of his dreams first thing he says right out of the gate he said a week later after he had this dream was when the Amon's family case had came out back in 2014. So he knew he had to get his hands on this house. Yeah. <laughs> right fucking away. So he contacted the landlord, bought the house for $35,000. Super fucking cheap in 2014. Wait, for $35,000? $35,000. Did I thought the documentary said it was over 100,000. No, $35,000. Oh. Okay. Where did you get $100,000 at? <laughs> I, I, what? I, I could have swore he, like, like he said, the, the story broke. I knew I had to get my hands on this. I had my camera crew good, 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 good to go. I bought the, and then I could have swore he, he, like he said, I bought the house sight unseen for over $100,000. For over $30,000. Oh. The exact price was $35,000. I'm a, Let's just keep going on that one. <laughs> You're like, you know what? We're just going to gloss over that. <laughs> I don't know where I got 100K from, but here we go. The are. only reason, I, re- I didn't even write that down. I remember that because I thought that was insane for a price for a house. Like, that landlord was trying to get rid of that house. Yeah. Oh, like, like of how cheap it was? Yeah, that yeah. $35,000 was what my parents bought for their house in the 90s. Yeah. There's no reason in 2014 for a fully built house in, yeah. Indi- in Indiana to be $35,000. Yeah. I, I don't know how he I don't know how he did that but he did it. Not at, not long after purchasing the house, a friend and psychic medium, uh Chris Fleming. Yes. I don't know much about him, but he I know that he's a psychic medium. Had contacted him warning him that he had had a vision of a 12-foot goat goat demon <laughs> residing yeah. in the house and that it was a uh, 8 out of 10 demon scale um, that he just just needed to get rid of the house. Just get rid of it. Like, don't even go in it. Don't even try to investigate it. Just leave. Yeah. <clears throat> and he didn't do that, of course. Um, and uh, had some consequence- consequences following after that. i'm gonna stumble over every single word y'all the consequences (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start busting out beatboxing (laughs) i'm gonna take some beatboxing lessons maybe it'll get me out of this (coughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) goodness me y'all i'm so sorry so that's when they start talking the about the Ammons family case. Um, I already kind of pretty much went over most of it. They did try to interview the family, but they could not 
but it had come to find out that a movie deal had reached out to the, the Amons family. Yep. And offered them a shit ton of, they don't say how much money, but obviously enough for them to be like, yeah, we don't really care about the documentary. We'd rather yeah. do the movie deal. Yeah. It's like, instead of just talking to both people, movie yeah. deal, and that's it. So, <clears throat> so it's like, why? And notice how the second that he said that the documentary was coming, we haven't seen a movie about it. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's been like, okay, so it's what is 2021. Normally we hear about movies about a year and a half in advance, usually. Yeah. This was 2014, so that's been, what, six, seven years? Is that yeah. right? Pretty close, pretty close. Nobody said anything about it, about um, a, a movie. No. This is the only thing about this place. That's on film. I don't know. <laughs> it's, but they it's... refused to talk to Zach about what they experienced in the home because of that. Because in the film, uh, Zach explains that uh, the movie producers for this with their attorney was like threatening him about it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this is a pol- like a police written case. Like this is free range. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm gonna sue you because you're covering a story that we're wanting to cover. You can't do that. Like, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> this is public knowledge, is what he was doing, and he has personal property that involves the case. They can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they did interview the brother in the movie. Yeah, and his name's Kevin. So he had explained that. Um, he witnessed, you know, what you said about the kids with yeah. the video games and that they were speaking tongues. Um, he also witnessed um, when they were one day getting on the car and all the kids started fighting together. Like, they just randomly started fighting, which that's a normal kid thing to do, but this was like throwing punches. So it was like, okay, we gotta break them apart. Right. So the grandmother had a hold of the youngest boy and the youngest boy in a weird voice said, get your hands off of me, you old bitch. That was like a direct quote from the brother that he had said that. And he said that was very abnormal behavior for one, the kids to be fist fighting. And for two, for the youngest boy to say that to his grandmother. And that was as he was getting in the car, right? That was as he was getting in the car. Yeah. They started fist fighting. Yeah. And then as the grandmother was pulling the youngest out of the car and away from the fight, he said, get your hands off of me, you old bitch. So, Damn. <laughs> is this kid seven? He, yeah. I mean, he could be exposed to things like that, but for that to be the very first thing your child does as a act of rebelliousness... Yeah, that's it's a bit kind of, It's kind of really out of left field. Yeah. Out, out of my experience, which I could be different. I don't have a kid. Somebody who listens to this may have a kid and be like, yeah, that could probably happen. <laughs> I don't know. But that is what he witnessed. So, of course, I had explained that, you know, at the hospital, which is what happened right after this car incident's that uh, they witnessed the boy headbutt the grandmother and walked yeah. up the wall backwards. Yep. So, 
Zach did interview a police officer, and his name was Charles Austin. Right. So he's in most of the documentary. Um, and it was kind of weird because in the article that I read before watching the documentary, um, it, it they had said in the police off in the uh, police department that Austin Charles was so fascinated with the paranormal. So that's why a lot of them, not all of them, there is a few that w- that did witness stuff and they were like, um, this stuff is real. But most of the police op- uh, department was like, yeah, this is fake. Charles just loves paranormal stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a valid excuse for somebody to be like, well, this is fake because this person just loves the paranormal. That would be saying... I witnessed all the ghosts when I was young because I loved the paranormal. I didn't even know that's what that was when I was yeah, a child. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, you can't uh, you can't base it off of that. But no. he had first came to the house on the child protective services call because of the attendancies, which I had already uh, touched yeah. based on. When they first, um, it was him at the CBA the c the dcs worker i promise i will get my stuff straight y'all um and other police officers had accompanied him they had witnessed many burnt candles many crucifixes and many bibles they i had noticed that in one of the recordings they didn't really say it but it was in the recording in the documentary that there were so many candles that were burnt around the house that they were shocked that the fire department had never been called yeah. There's just so many burnt candles everywhere, which could, I mean, it could be electricity problems. Like you don't know. Gary, Indiana is very known for their poverty, poverty line. That's very low, which is really, really, really sad. Yeah. But maybe they just didn't have electricity one night and they had to burn candles. That's kind of what I took out of it. But the crucifixes and Bibles, they said there was a shit ton of them everywhere. Yeah. So it kind of plays into like, well, what were they doing? What were y'all doing in here? Yeah. Like, y'all okay? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was like the first thing that they had noted on as soon as they walked in was the um, was the candles and the Bibles and the crucifixes. Yeah. So <laughs> the part you mentioned about the basement. <laughs> yeah. Upon going into the basement, they did find a small altar, which is like a, it looked like a fold out table. With a crucifix, a Bible, and a burnt candle on it. It was just those three things. That was it. Kind of like everything uh, upstairs. There was also a burnt candle inside of a metal aluminum tray, like under the stairs as well. Yeah, but this is on a table that's outside the outside the chairs. (laughs) Outside the chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Outside the chairs. Dude, I love when they build a house outside my door. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> great architecture work. It's beautiful and sleek and efficient. That is what we strive for. <laughs> oh love, my god. I love when I I love when I cook my pizza outside the oven. <laughs> oh, you just let it thaw a little bit. Y'all, you don't need to cook your pizza. Your frozen pizza. <laughs> Turn the oven on. Just let it sit on the outside of it. Yeah. Let that sucker melt on the outside. <laughs> Sunny day, throw it on your car. Throw it on your car. <laughs> oh, I bet somebody's done that. I saw people like 
cooking cookies in their yeah. car before. Like, um, know. I used to have a friend in Arizona that would wrap up ha- some hamburgers and throw it on and throw it on their, their roof of their their house. Why would you do that? Because are you gonna eat it? Are you gonna let it sit up there? <laughs> he, he he said he let it sit, sit up there for like an for, for for like an hour and ate it. It wasn't good, but he did it. Okay, all right. We gotta <laughs> talk about this for a second because one on the on your roof. Yeah. On the roof. It's it's Arizona. You know how much shit is up there? Like literal um, shit. <laughs> he 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 wrapped it in aluminum foil all the way around and threw it up oh, there. Oh well, still. <laughs> I would still be too scared to eat that. He did. Nasty. He said he, he he said it wasn't good, but he did it because to see what would happen. He he's an adult. That's the reason. <laughs> he's an adult. He can do what he wants. If he wants to cook a burger for an hour or hour and a half. Is that what he, he said? He said hour, but I don't know if it was if he was like approximating. I, I I don't know if he was approximating or if he timed it. I have no idea. Just but. throw the burger on a skillet, my dude. <laughs> God. The 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 disappointment in your eyes, like my, my guy. So, <laughs> my dude, why did you do that? You could have had a burger way faster if you just would have cooked it the normal way. Oh my God! There's not even a mention about burgers in this. How did we? <laughs> how did we get on the topic? I mean, technically, the cop went to a gas station. They have burgers at gas stations. I really shitty burgers, but yes, yeah, fair I, enough. I guess, I guess they do. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, but uh, yeah. since 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 we're there, they had they saw they had the crucifixes and the candles on the, the table in the basement. Once they got done with the l- 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 looking around. Uh, the cop and Zach Bagans w- went outside and had a talk about, like, what's your con- c- conclusion about all this? And he said, it was, like, it was just odd not knowing any, like, g- going back in, knowing what I knew, it was just creepy. He said if, if, if he had went in and saw all the crew, the crew, the crucifixes, not knowing about the possession or any of this, the, the supposed happenings, he wouldn't have thought anything of it. Yeah. And, then, and then so on the way back home or I, I, I don't know if it was home he, he was on his way somewhere and he said he had to stop by a gas station and get gas and as he pulled in he had the radio on listening to something and he said right as he was about to get out of the car to fill up his tank the radio went to static and he tried to turn it off or change it and he's like maybe I ran the, the signal changed or something bad signal he went to change it and it wouldn't do anything. It just stayed static. And then eventually he had a voice that came through the radio that says, Who's in there? Who's in there? <laughs> when he did that in the documentary, he was like, Who's, Who's in, in there? there? He was like, Oh my God, that dude went into. He wanted to make sure he got the point across that that's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, oh my god! I gotta prom. I gotta say promo to the cop because yeah, did like, he come back and just do like a full on interview with Zach? But he like played. He like oh yeah, he full on was like into it. He was like, oh, let me tell you some shit. Yeah, I, 
and a lot of the people in the documentary, there was a few people that were like squatters in the house that were like, I ain't gonna talk unless we have huh. a money agreement. Blah 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 blah. A lot yeah. of people were like that. that they yeah. Hello. The one in the one uh, interview that uh, he caught with one of the squatters, he said. Not much stuff like having like in here and blah blah blah. And then Zach offered him money to leave. Like, hey, I this is my place. I I don't care how. I will give you money. Just leave. And he goes, but if I give you money for the for the the ghost stories that I have, and Zach's like, you just told me you didn't have any stories. He goes, well, for the right price, I can tell you. And he goes, that's not how this works, but. <laughs> But um and uh, and since we've kind of already talked about it like a bit, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this as well because it really didn't turn out to be anything. Um, the dirt underneath the staircase that had the one candle in the tray that they pointed out specifically in the documentary, they uh they actually when whenever they went back to investigate the house like 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 even more, uh before bringing in new interviews, they dug up the dirt from the the staircase and. They found random objects underneath that you could find creepy in like a general extent, but nothing like ritualistic. They yeah. found stuff like metal rods and kids' clothing, but that could be get. But like, if people had storage in that basement at one point, that could have just been like a dropped yeah. sock or something. I but, have. Uh, yeah. I don't have my glasses on because if I have my glasses on, y'all wouldn't be able to see <laughs> my eyeballs. But uh, <laughs> I have the exact list of what they found. Oh, oh okay, okay, theirs. okay. They had found a nail. The uh, police officer, Charles Austin, commented that it was a clip-on nail, so like a fake nail. Right. Panties, women's panties, a comb, two children's socks, a heavy bar, so the metal rod, and a red tin, along with the pan and the candle in it. That's right. what they had found. Okay. And and, and and see, I know it didn't turn out to be anything because obviously they would open the tin. But any, yeah. like, like any time you find a small metal, like, container in a ritualistic place, yeah. it's usually going to mean something like teeth or bones. Well, okay, this is the thing I wanted to comment about. Okay. So, I like to research a lot of religious stuff. Right. So, I got the feeling it may have been, some of the items may have been real ritualistic, because it doesn't have to necessarily be DNA off of a person. Fair. It can be an object that they normally would use every day. Something yeah. that belonged to them. If you were intentionally, let's say, let's go, let's, let's go off of the theory that they were having. Let's say it was somebody wanting to place a curse on the family, which is what they led to believe. Yeah. Those items could easily work because one, if you had the clip on nail, that clip on nail could have possibly been on somebody and it peeled off their nail. Boom. You got some of their DNA. Even yeah. if it's very minimalistical, it's more of the intention behind it. If you're doing anything ritualistic, good or evil, intention is going to be your best friend. So it could be anything. Now, why there was multiple things underneath there instead of just one or two items, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like the case of the dropsies. <laughs> yeah. There is like a little hole right next to the stairwell 
that expose the dirt and then the stairs don't have backs to the steps yeah so it does sound like a case of well people were carrying stuff upstairs and something fell off a box or out of their hands and got underneath the stairs yeah and over time dirt getting kicked up from the air being exposed from the stairs boom bada bing yeah you can't see it no more it could be taken either way that's kind of my thought behind it yeah my little theory but who knows it does seem a little odd to see that stuff underneath there though yeah so after this um they were well not after but during in the documentary when they found all that stuff while they were digging this was during uh latoya's exorcism it was not a not your typical movie like screaming shit flying around everywhere kind of exorcism it was a very calm exorcism yeah they had said in the center center bedroom that oil started beginning to drip from the middle of the blinds yes they had said um officer miller had said um i think his name was brian miller he said that he thought it was a little suspicious that there was oil dripping from the middle of the blinds so he thought maybe the grandmother had went in and put like um oil in there like blessing oil um there's a technical term for it but i can't really say it right now because my nose is stopped up and it's hard for me to uh pronounce um anoint i think it's anointment i think i'm saying it right oil (coughs) i think so okay used for for religious me meanings since it was during her daughter's exorcism so he stuck a q-tip in the bottom of the door and shut it yeah so that way after it was you know they cleaned it off and he stuck that in there to see like somebody would open the door while nobody was looking and then come back out no one did when they no one did (laughs) (laughs) that q-tip's still there back in there oil's back on the my lines that i don't know how that could have gotten pulled off even if that was fake they had photo evidence Mm -hmm. from police work and everything that that oil was on the blinds which is one hard to photograph anyways but they did it and two this is the dead of winter (laughs) and it's it's cold up in indiana anyways there's not very many warm days so i don't know how oil would have gotten in in the first place nobody has an explanation to it well a cps worker did end up touching the oil and the claim was that her hand had turned pale white and left her in a lot of pain enough to where she had to leave so (laughs) (sighs) lord be mercy (laughs) (laughs) just people left and that's the weird thing about this house people left and right just kept getting affected one after another but at the same time equal amounts people were calling it a hoax so yeah. it was like 50-50. It felt, it felt like 50-50 anyways. It was really weird. So this is the point in the documentary where Mika comes in as we discussed. Yeah. Um, she had claimed that she had the dream in the house and her of a premonition basically of her brother dying brother, and her brother yeah. did end up dying um, unfortunately of being murdered. Um, right. Very awful. Very sad. Um, besides uh 
hearing footsteps in the house not really she couldn't really claim much happened there besides that um during her interview though her mic picks up an evp <laughs> and yeah. they and they claims that claims that it says run latoya yep. which latoya is the mother yeah. of the last attendants in the house that evp was clear it was clear as when I watched it the first time, I was like, that says run Latoya. Yeah. Because they didn't put up the words at the first part of that. I was like. It, 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 it sounds like one of her kids in the background just said it. And it, it yeah. Not, it, like, 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 not that they did, but like as far as like audio quality wise, it sounded like as if someone oh, was behind. Yeah. yeah. It was like that. It was that clear. I don't think it was one of her kids. Oh no, I don't <clears> think it was either. Like it, like it was but, just a class. It, it was just a class A EVP. It it sounded like it. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty clear. So, after after Mika's um, interview, as I stumble a little bit, sorry guys. Zach had experienced aggression, possessing over him. And he attacked Jay a little bit, telling him to get out. Yeah. Um, typical, typical Zach Bagans possession. Yeah. <laughs> Getting really mad yeah. and being like, ah! <laughs> I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> and then, like every, every time Zach gets like oh, like overcome, it's always like aggression. Hell, he he punched a brick wall on Pavilion Island. I know. So I I wonder if he just if that's like if he has like built up anger and if something really does enter him and that's like the first thing they can grab the first emotion they can grab is aggression because yeah. some people it's like sadness some people it's like shock some people it's like laphoria I wonder if his is just like aggression i guess that's just that is just me rambling i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah like and I'm, I'm not gonna go down that path that could be a dark ass path but Yes, that may <laughs> that, may, that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that that may or may not be his reasoning, but yeah, yeah. Um, the next thing, if you're done with the Mika, are you yeah, done I'm the, done. I'm done, done with Mika. I'm done with Mika. Uh, the next thing, uh, that's on my thing. If you have something else that comes before that that you want to talk about, then just please stop me. But uh, I I don't remember his specific job title or his like title itself. But Doctor Taft. Oh, the, or, I do or, have a few things before Taft. All right, right, yeah, yeah. Go, just go. just a few little quick things. Oh, okay. okay. That need to be mentioned. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you talk. No, about you're, Taft. You're, you're, you're Taft's part is really really great to talk talk about. That part uh, that was class A evidence yeah his part but i did want to mention the people who were affected by this house so the cps worker or the cp yeah the cps worker woo (laughs) child protective services oh whenever whenever zach has that call with her no oh so there wasn't much to record after that call besides that the uh, with valerie washington this is a different cps worker but with valerie washington he did do an interview with her yeah but um it was more of how it affected her and it was more of her mental state that was just so affected and it was more of validation that this really happened to her he wanted to her to recall it and it was just really making sure the story was straight 
Yeah. So the CP other CPS worker, the one who had the pale white hand. She had pain. Oh, in it. yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. So within the 30 days of after visiting the house, she had three broken ribs from a jet skiing accident. She had third degree burns from a motorcycle. She had a broken hand in which she hit a table. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. That poor woman. And then she broke in her ankle from running. Not only that, but the home inspector right after visiting the house. So like as soon as he returned home, a tree nearly fell in his car while driving home that yeah. night. Had been choked by an unseen force while sleeping. And then afterwards, not too long afterwards, he had developed cancer. Uh, Father Magino had recalled an experience uh, that he got attacked on his bicycle yeah. uh, that happened right after the incident. But that was the only thing that really happened to him that was recalled. I do want to mention about... Um, I'm going to throw up a disclaimer here <laughs> because <laughs> this I'm going to talk about suicide for a little bit. Oh, yes. There is a mention about suicide in this, so... Uh, for the next uh, 30 seconds, two minutes, uh, probably 30 seconds, um, if you are sensitive to suicide or anything like that, go ahead and skip the next 30 seconds to a minute. So <clears throat> not only two days after Mika and her two daughters and one son visited the house, she calls Zach Bangins and um, freaking out saying that um, her daughter tried committing suicide uh, by overdose and stabbing herself. So the daughter did not remember this happening to her. She didn't remember coming to the house. She doesn't remember the suicide. Apparently she had a fight with her mother before the suicide attempt. She's alive. She's well. <laughs> she yes. is alive and well. Good. But um she had a fight with her mother beforehand but she really she only could partially remember it but it wasn't really much that she could remember she just remembered being in and out and then she doesn't remember the committing trying to commit suicide um so <coughs> she doesn't remember the days leading up to anything so like basically the past two three days couldn't remember she just said that she remember waking up in the hospital very tired didn't realize what was going on it gotcha. seems a little fishy <laughs> yeah so not in the, not fishy not in the way of that it's a hoax fishy as in the like uh did she get an attachment yeah so um when the mother was explaining to zach that she had stabbed herself the spots where she stabbed herself were on the one were on her hands as if it was the resemblance resemblance of jesus christ so yes that was uh a little a little directed yeah so after uh zach interviewed erica about if he if she could remember anything uh she was exercised three weeks later after the um suicide uh attempt and it was a very easy exorcism it left her during that exorcism, she felt a lot better. Um, and Fa Father Maginot had noticed that um, the she he could notice that the spirit had left by how she reacted to the exorcism. 
So successful exorcism. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Good. Oh, bless that girl's heart. So uh, he, Zach did find out that five people may have died in the house, including a little boy that had died in the basement, I believe, just like Mika's brother. Um, Zach believes, like I already said, that somebody had cursed the Ammons family, and he believed that it was the ex-boyfriend that was abusing Latoya. Um, he went to go try to interview the ex-boyfriend, but when the ex-boyfriend found out what Zach was doing, he dropped out really quick. So yeah, did an interview with him. After this, Barry Taff. Yes. Are <laughs> <Saw> you? <laughs> uh, Doctor Taft. He is a Earth scientist investigator. I don't remember his exact role. Geometric physiologist. I'm probably sure. wrong. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> it good was to me. Something like that. Geophysics is geo earth. You, you got it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, science. Yes, science. <laughs> um, <Love> science. <laughs> and I am not sure the names of the equipment that he used either. I just didn't see that as important. I, I got he, the reading, so. He used a electromagnet. Uh, <laughs> Electromagnometer. Electromagnometer. <laughs> <laughs> Electromagnometer. Yes. That's okay. what he was using. Uh, basically, when Dr. Taff was there, uh, Zach was like, uh, there may, like, maybe there's some energy that's coming up from the ground that the Earth is putting off itself. Natural in a energy field that is maybe if it's strong enough or higher than it's su supposed to be, Maybe it's making the people go crazy or think something's this when it's not. Well, that's and, not even just like a thought. That's an actual thing that can happen. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. But as, as far as like this specific case. Yeah. 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 And because like at Bobby, Bobby Mackey's has the limestone and rivers and etc. So yeah. whenever they get there, he pulls out the geomagnetic electromagnometer <laughs> Let's try to I'm gonna try and pronounce it again. <laughs> Geomagnetometer. Geomagnetometer. You know what? I give up, y'all. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. The geomagnometer. Sure, yes. let's, let's go with that. You can say it way better. That's what it is. I just can't see it. The geomagnometer. Okay, he yes. pulls out that and basically it it measures the EMF field of the earth that's that's coming up in the area that you want to measure in the house and uh they were on the main level that they were in a certain room i don't remember what room they were on the main level of the house and um he said if the reading uh, for this area is anywhere between five to six hundred that's normal nothing's too overbearing here and it and it was fluctuating between 560 to 590 and he took he and he walked around the whole house stood up stood down held it up walked around and he goes zach i've measured this whole house from ceiling to floor from one side to another and nothing's crazy and he goes okay so they went into the basement and the basement uh he, he pulled out an uh another piece of equipment that isn't no normally used to measure earth stuff and it was normal as well and he goes 
this, there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing crazily different here. And so then he pulls out the regular EMF detector that Ghost Adventures themselves uses, or anybody that's a paranormal investigator, and he uses the one that actually has the old-fashioned, old-fashioned dial with the numbers. It's not yes. like the, it's not the green, the yellow, to red. Yeah, it's the actual like thick one, and uh, he pulls the that out and and puts it in corners out in the open. Normal round two spikes, just like little yeah. spikes thicker in there, and then he points it at Zach, and. Zach, Zach's EMF readings in the basement, he was taking it off of Zach, on Zach, and then kept it on Zach and had Zach move and it still went back to where it was in the normal spot. And he goes, Zach, I'm not sure how this is happening or why it's happening, but when I'm not holding the EMF on you, it's doing a normal reading of two to three bouncing back. That's normal. When I put it on you, it's going up to 22 plus for just a human being. And he goes, so what's that mean? And he goes, well, from the earth readings to the EMF spikes, your EMF field is 8 to 10 million times stronger than it normally is supposed to be for a human being. I don't, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a mathematicist. That's not how you say that a word. But we're, yeah, but I know, and I don't know how strong in electromagnetic energy, 8 to 10 million. I can't comprehend that, but yeah. that's, cra that's crazy. When I think of, like, millions, I think of, like, the entire country of Russia kind of type deal. Like, I Fair think enough. of a country. Yeah, like, because, like, whenever, like, if I get a small spike of, like, 3 to 5, if a ghost, if a very weak ghost passes by, it's like, oh, this is there, 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 there. There's definitely a presence here, but it's not like a class A presence. Yeah. I like I can measure that in my head, and if I get like a plus twenty milligas, it's like I hit the fucking jackpot of paranormal investigating. I yeah. can still, I can still comprehend that. That's still like, I know what that means. When someone says my EMF as a human being is 8 to 10 million times stronger than what it usually is, <laughs> I'm over here like... How am I not dead? <laughs> yeah, like... How, one, how have I not suffered from a heart attack or a brain aneurysm? Yeah. Two, what the... what? How am I... How? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'd be, I'd be trying to explain that away. Yeah. Yeah, like, like for someone like, like something crazy like that something that crazy like happening in it like in the moment and being proven by science it's like i would be i see i i say that i would be a man and be like oh yeah i got this that's nothing <laughs> but i would be scared in like a sense of like what's attached to to like and see even, that was the first thing i thought of was like how well not even what thing how many how many yeah is it demons or is it just spirits or have is you just both or yeah or or have you just dragged the energy from every fucking place you've been to and just dragged like a uh the residual energy and you're just carrying that yeah. but building off of that after uh zach somewhat comprehends what the fuck is actually trying to happen here or going on here not trying to um <laughs> um uh he says I can't handle this. I think he says he 
loses his breath or gets weak or something. So he's like, I got to go outside and like just clear my head. And then as he, uh, they're behind, they're in the very back of the basement at this point. So he has to walk around like this wall part and to go. Yeah, yeah. He gets halfway around the wall part and he says he just freezes like in place and gets angry. So then he walks back to Dr. Taft. Dr. Taft doesn't know that he's walking back and he lunges at Taft like he's gonna like do something and then he's like and then he just walks out so like something in that area knows Zach has this energy to him and they and I my theory is a spirit tried to take advantage of that I see that's what I was thinking too when I saw that event happen I'm like look he's very used to having like a possession being so aggressive yeah and th- whatever t- went through him to do that knew that it was like ooh, let's yeah. take this into our advantage yeah. and just make him really angry and try to physically assault this poor old man in the basement that's just yeah. trying to figure out the readings <laughs> from earth magnetic <laughs> waves like oh my gosh and then uh it, you could yeah. feel and I don't know if it was just me, but you could feel, or at least I could, just by watching it, I could feel how much of a shift that was. Yeah. It, yeah. There was so, it was just like a flick of the light switch. And like, it was so quick, too. Yeah. Like, 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 knowing what he felt and seeing his reaction and comparing that to what you felt like, like, like in the past, you, like, you, like, you, like, you can one-to-one compare that like in a general sense of like i i i understand yeah um so as he goes outside and does his thing he cools off etc etc he comes back inside and then uh, and and he goes let's go check on taft um uh the camera shifts or or Jay or one one of the camera I forget who captures it but one of the cameramen is following Zach and as they're making the the corner turn to go to the basement they pan quickly around the bathroom and they capture a dark figure coming out of the bathroom door framework and as a video editor I can tell you like this is amazing the dark figure they capture doesn't look like anything specific. This one don't. It's just a weird wave. Can like I, a, can like I a... correct you real quick? Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry, I was trying to, I was like, I don't know how to correct him. So it wasn't Zach, it was Dr. Taff. So Dr. They had moved their way upstairs and Dr. Taff was feeling very sick and disoriented. Oh, so Zach okay. had to take outside and take a breather after the aggression possession time. And, and uh, I felt one of the cameramen named Adam was following Dr. Taff around. And as Dr. Taff oh, was okay. passing by the bathroom, that's when they captured he captured the gotcha. uh, dark mask. But go ahead. Gotcha. <laughs> I okay, just want to correct that real quick. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're fine. I, I, I just I forgot how long after he took a break he got captured, but it was once he was back upstairs. It, yeah, they, uh, Dr. Taff had went upstairs. Zach was still outside. It okay. was literally right after. Okay. So, like, okay. So, Taff, like, followed him upstairs, like, basically, like, 20. Oh, oh, yeah. Or, okay. But, yeah, like, they, Adam was painting the camera around, so fo- 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 following Taft. And 
a blanket figure, black figure, pop popped out of the bathroom, and literally it lasted for seven seconds. Uh, sorry, seven frames. It lasted yeah. for seven frames, and and this like has nothing to do with like the the, <laughs> the severity of it, but as a video editor, whenever Zach shows each and every frame. I get excited. Um, <laughs> You're like, ooh, yeah. that's my stuff. <laughs> like it, it's like showing the like the linear happenings of it. But like he literally counted one, two, three, and it was so cool to see that happen. But um, yeah. And then so there, they really didn't explain much about that. It, it's just unexplained dark figure lasted for seven frames, and it was random. We just happened to capture it. So, I have noted on that event, so when they had caught that, Zach did take it to a video specialist to catch those frames. Yeah. Real quick, um, the video camera person, I, I should have wrote down his name. That's very mm. awful. You said Adam. No, the, the guy who did the, fr he had oh, captured the frames, oh, not, okay. not the cameraman, but when Dr. Taff left around that corner, Dr. Taff went, was feeling okay, but then he went back into the bathroom a little bit and started feeling very uh, sick again. And then um, the video editor had noted that there's no way for that mask to have disappeared on that last frame. So he had questioned if it had entered Adam. Oh. And that follows the events that happened that... at the hotel. Gotcha. Yes. That I, I that 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 wasn't in my head. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because yeah. you because you would think like even if it was just one extra frame of the of like of the shadow dipping back in. Yeah. That would make sense. But yeah, it's it, not it, an extra frame it just, of it even dipping. Yeah, it's yeah. So it it had to hop into somebody. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. True. Because he was right in front of the bathroom capturing that um do you know do you remember what follows right after that with dr taft with the cameraman oh like in the hotel like he like he, like he was saying that um he was getting pissed because uh he uh he saw the elevator come the come up whenever the, the elevator opened he saw a dark figure sort sort of yeah <laughs> so <laughs> woo, this part this part got me a little bit because i mean demonic possession's no joke and there's yeah. a lot of it in this case are you talking about like what happens like after everything ends like his final like sort, sort of it uh, uh, i'm just okay. gonna say it real quick uh, all right okay um at the hotel the cameraman had uh shown signs of uh demonic possession uh it was very aggressive he was threatening everybody he was cussing people out he was seeing this dark figure everywhere he was wanting to go back to the house um he kept commenting on this really tall dark big figure that zach had talked to no to nobody about um that zach had witnessed in his dream and this had unfortunately led to them having to fire the cameraman. So yeah. he is not in the rest of this anymore. Um, it does affect his future, which I won't really talk about yeah. until the very end, unless you want to talk about it. We don't have to. It's kind of dark. But the only thing I will say, and this is just to give our audience that doesn't know an idea of, of, like, of how bad, um, 
whenever someone decides to put artwork tattoos on their skin of things that they feel from other people's perspective it's just artwork that they can take of like a like from a grain of salt because you don't know how they truly feel about it but yeah. um but um adam after all this happens after he gets fired his life changes he um he gets a, a partner in, in 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 life um and he proceeds to tattoo <clears throat> sorry he would be like he proceeds to to tattoo six 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 on both of the back of his hands yep and from outside looking in it's like oh he's just trying to be dark and edgy but that's not the case it's i'm sure in his head it's a different story but that's all i'll say on that part yeah <laughs> we won't but, dive too much into that part yeah. if you want to watch the documentary they dive a little more into yeah. it but um, we won't touch too much far into that but be, uh, anyways before we get into the small investigation that Zach does, the overnight sleeping, um, uh, you can talk about this like like if you want, but I'll I'll min 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 mention it a bit. Um, but um, after um, uh, Doctor Tapped after he takes the readings of the house, does the EMF, st starts to feel bad. Um, his, uh, much like the, uh, caseworker, uh, doctor, or not doctor, f father Matt Maginot with, like, out of everybody, with the cancer with one person, with the falling off the bike with the, with another, with all the happenings that happened with everybody, just to add on to that list, after Dr. Taft investigated the house in his own way, he then... Being a mainly healthy person for most of his life, no major anything, basically all of his major organs started failing one by one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. And he said, like in the uh, like in the hospital, I don't remember every single word, but he says, for the most part, I've been healthy. I don't know what triggered this. Of course, we more than likely have a good idea of what triggered this. <laughs> we might have a pretty decent <laughs> idea of what happened, Dr. Taff. But, <laughs> like, like, just showing the severity of the house for a man, that's just a scientist living his life, being mainly healthy for most of his life, then coming into the house for the first time and not taunting, just doing his job. And then having a somewhat bad feeling in his body, I think his stomach it was, and then going from a somewhat uncomfortable feeling to all your vital organs failing one by one. Yeah, he went from yeah. having stomach and dizzy spells, not like quite dizzy, but just feeling lethargic. Yeah. It's like yeah. he was experiencing lethargia, so like kind of feeling dehydrated. To being in the hotel and feeling anxious and nervous and then falling over with his ears bleeding. Yes. To <clears throat> having his organs fail. So, I... I don't... And doctors even explain how they don't even know how that happened. Usually if it's an underlying condition that isn't detected, you know. Yeah you can find it they couldn't find shit yeah they were like we don't know what's happening to you yeah we don't know what's going on what did you do to like, yourself 
like even like, like even if you go in with, with, with like a major condition that's either rare or just unheard of like usually they'll like do cat scans and other like may like may like major scans like on the body and they and even if it's c connected to the specific case that you have usually they'll find something random that's happening and i, I kind of just smacked the mic i'm sorry if you heard that but even if it's something random major like in your body at least they have something to, to go off of like yeah this doesn't normally put one and one t together but at least it's something to go off of yeah with dr taft it was like bam bam what? bam but yeah in it's the like, span what? of like a day it was like bam yeah. bam bam yeah it was and really uh, weird and but other than like just rehashing the same stuff and giving my opinion that that, that that's all i have on dr taff unless you have something else no i do not <laughs> uh, all right so um we can both hit on this as paranormal investigators like ourselves but unless you <laughs> uh the the uh, the overnight investigation that zach does um before we head into the evidence with uh the voice dark mass uh then uh zach's condition now um uh, he did, uh, since the only thing covering uh, the vision from outside of the door is really crappy blinds, he took the time to make sure it was completely dark in the house by wood paneling every yep. single window. It, it was impossible for him to see out or get out. I mean, yeah. it wasn't him. So, yeah. So, um, I'll let you go first on this, but the voice uh dark mass and zach's condition now yeah so um the he start he literally starts out with the uh whole investigation by literally taking wood panels and putting wood pa panels not only over all the windows but all the doorways so <laughs> yeah. the last panel that somebody on the outside of you know like the old traditional like walking you inside the building yeah they actually like nailed the wood into the house yeah unfortunately probably was a bad idea <laughs> on his yeah. part but that's what he did um he was i had noted that he was really nervous about even just turning out the lights which is very odd for him to do yeah he's one of those people that's like okay let's get in let's go now it's dark let's we, we gotta turn everything off let's go pitch black we're going i'm going by myself over here you're gonna go by yourself over here you cannot see a damn thing i don't want you to he was nervous he was texting people being like i don't yeah i want to turn off this light i'm fucking nervous and i'm like yeah dude i wonder why you're nervous <laughs> <laughs> i'd be nervous too i wouldn't want to dude. i would have been a, a pussy and been like <laughs> we're gonna leave that on i'm gonna still do this investigation but i'm gonna leave that sucker on <laughs> Ooh, well, you, it was so bad you walk into every room like yeah i'm gonna leave this light on yeah, I'm gonna leave this light on. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it on. <laughs> I'll but. I'll do everything else, but I'm gonna leave that light on. <laughs> yeah. Well, not long. Well, not long after that, not really much happens until the voice comes. Yes. Comes through. I think he's looking through like a window. It was in the kitchen. Um. I couldn't really understand what he was looking at or looking through, but the voice was captured in the kitchen. I'm trying to remember. Um. I couldn't understand oh, the layout uh, from the video. Doesn't doesn't it sound like some some something get moved in the kitchen like a toaster or something or a glass? No. no? I'm thinking of something else then. I'm thinking of another <laughs> investigation. 
I okay. Think you well, are. <laughs> then uh, yeah, I I I'm trying to like get like a mental picture of like where he's at, but no, nothing's coming into my the head. Picture- so that the voice comes up on it looks like he's look it um you see a, a reflection of like the camera a little bit and it looks like he's looking into something i think okay. he was looking into the window even though it was like covered up in the board that's what it looked like okay but i couldn't tell <clears throat> i couldn't tell what it was but a female voice comes through that says that's my baby that's what they think it is it's kind of distorted a little bit yeah but it's definitely a female voice and um, they believe it says that's my baby, which is kind of weird. I mean, a baby did didn't a younger kid did die in the basement, right? A younger kid, uh, five year old. I think they said it was a five year old boy. Five year old had yeah. died in the back room in the basement. Yeah, that's not really technically a baby. So <laughs> no, but well, that's my baby. If it's a mother. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah, fair enough. We, I mean, like, we don't know. There yeah, wasn't much yeah. evidence on, like, who had died in the house besides that one boy. But anyways, yeah. and the brother of uh, Mika. But yeah. after that, uh, not much happens until Zach is in his bedroom where he sets up his bedroom. And he's sitting there looking into the hallway and he catches a growl. Yes. And, of course, he could hear this in real time because he reacts to it. As I would the same, the way he did by jumping up further into the bed, like, are you g- g- get yeah. the fuck out of here? And, and doesn't he throw something or is it after the shadow? It's after the shadow. Oh, oh okay, okay. He, uh, I had noted that it sounded like a cat. So I'm wondering yeah. if this demon was like, is uh, more cat-like than anything. It sounded very cat-like. Like a, not a defensive cat, but a cat that's about a, is about to attack kind of type deal. Like warning. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, anyways. I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, shortly after the growl, the camera out focuses like it's trying to focus on something. As he's staring into the hallway, a black mass appears from out of the wall and walks across the hallway. Following that, he throws an object into the hallway and starts freaking out, <laughs> cussing at this thing, like, you know, get out of here. I, I don't want to mess with this. Like, fuck you. Like, kind of type deal. Following this, he has a massive pain in his eyes and starts being able to see double vision and not being able to see, which leads to why he wears big old clunky glasses anymore. As somebody who used to work in an optician office, um, when you have certain diseases in your eyes, um, you have to wear prism frames and prism frames helps you. uh, They look really weird when you look through them, kind of like as if you're shining a light through uh, like a prism, like the triangle glass is a rainbow. So to us, it looks like a bunch of rainbows. But to somebody who's double visioned and can't see straight, it helps them see see straight. It takes that double vision and blends it together. So he develops <coughs> a, a very serious eye condition called dip, diplopia. Diplopia. <laughs> diplopia. <laughs> Dip. Hold like hold it up to the screen. Let me try to see this shit. <laughs> you want to try to read it from my notes? Yeah. 
Here you go for everybody to see my lovely handwriting. D- that is awesome handwriting, but di- di- diplopia. Yeah. Diplopia. Okay. <laughs> oh, guys, I can't read. <laughs> diplopia. Um, um, I did not look up what diplopia is, but um, it is a very serious eye condition. I got you. Are you going to look it up? <laughs> yes. Um, Trevor is on the case. Just keep He's talking. A so superhero. Okay. Zach um, is crazy and it has to wear really thick nerdy glasses. And honestly, I love the iconic look. I think he pulls off the thick glasses very well. Uh, bless his heart for having to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> massive eye pain during this investigation. All right to a house <laughs> <laughs> all right um the google term is a. Uh, it literally just says the technical term for double vision but according to wikipedia so take this with a grain of fucking salt um <laughs> diplopia is the simultaneous perception of two images of a single object that may be displaced horizontally or vertically in re- relationship to your own eyes so double vision that literally literally, literally the technical term of double vision what google yeah. says yes okay yeah i didn't i was gonna say diplopia is uh just the meaning of being double vision forever yeah. and i didn't want to say that without it actually <laughs> being, being like oh shit i just put <laughs> misinformation out there they couldn't find out why doctors couldn't find out why how this came out of nowhere because normally when something like that happens you have history of like eye problems I mean, yeah. things like that <coughs> don't know where it came from it just kind of came out of nowhere my my guess which this is a very 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 big what if but um uh zach was obviously really scared and nervous and stressed because he was texting people and trying to keep the lights on that never happens yeah so maybe he was literally so scared that stress literally fucked his eyes up. It could, it could have. It could have. It's a big maybe, but it's yeah. It is a possibility. Um, if your blood pressure rises high enough, it does fuck with your eyes. If you heard a big bang, that was my. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he may have hurt himself. I don't hear a scream. I think he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear a cling. <laughs> We're just gonna keep marching forward. <laughs> that was not a uh, paranormal catching on uh, film and audio. It was just my husband. And whenever you, whenever you hang up the call, you walk in and go, "What happened in there?" He goes, "Wait, what do you mean?" Oh my god, I would freak out. He probably would pull something like that on me. <laughs> Fair enough. Probably would try. But yeah, so the you know, dark... has to wear prism glasses from yes. it now. So, uh, double vision prism glasses, and uh, I guess the last thing to mention is, um, I mentioned this like at the beginning of the episode, but uh, he uh, he tears down the house because yeah. he doesn't want the the curse or the energy to spread, but it does. Um, he just has he explained that he had this fear of. What happened to everybody that has entered the house to just keep going on and on yeah. and on and on? So it was like, I'm tearing it down. Sorry, yeah. I'm tearing it down. I don't know what to tell you. He Basically. um 
people still come to do rituals on the property but he says he says as a collector he couldn't throw it all away so <laughs> he still has buckets and like multiple buckets of gallons of dirt from the property in the basement of the haunted museum or maybe like in his house as of now i don't know but at the time it was like, like it was haunted museum and he took the stairs from the basement and was either a chair or a nightstand i think it was a chair and he took the altar that was built in, that the altar the it was like a, yeah but like the little nightstand altar thing yeah yeah he took the nightstand altar and then the stairs which i assume yep. both are in the haunted museum because uh, i know for sure that he has i think it's done now he had built an exact yes i'm pretty sure it's done an exact replica of the basement including okay. the real dirt and the real stairs and the real foundation of course you like did. It, and it's roped off and you, i think you have to sign a waiver in order to actually go in it gotcha i'm pretty um, sure but other than that uh his like his investigation the stairs him keeping certain things and prison people still showing up that's all i got do you have any final no thoughts? i have nothing else thoughts wow um this i've been so excited to talk about this guys Same. it's not even funny and i'm sure this episode is stupid long and i'm sorry but it's very worth <sighs> it I'm, i i made a review of demon house on, on my channel years ago and uh thank you guys for watching it and liking it but if i'm being honest i was tired and i produced that video so shitty <laughs> you were like this is shit like, I <laughs> like i i i hate the fact that my most viewed video on my channel is me reviewing zach bagans did an interview years and years before the demon house even got released he did some interview with some newspaper journalist company and it was the first major article they got put out about it so i literally at 2 a.m in the morning with a ratty ass shirt on, turned on my webcam, half asleep. I even noted as the video started, hi, welcome to Haunted Faith. I'm tired, so excuse me. And I literally just, <laughs> I I look at the, I, I'm literally neck bitten down, just reading the article word for fucking word. Yeah, and then I go, try to do a re replica. <laughs> yeah, word for fucking word, <laughs> read, re 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 reading the article. Every now and then I say, Oh, that's cool and then i go back into it and then at the end i'm like thanks for watching bye worst fucking video i ever you made poor thing. you were trying <laughs> and guess how many views it got i can't i looked at it the other day one hundred and five thousand views yeah 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 one hundred it was 000. a lot yeah that's a lot on that video why <laughs> people were like this dude knows, knows what he's talking about. This dude walked out of the bed at 2 a.m. <laughs> in the middle of his sleep just to make sure he could cover this interview. <laughs> Take all of those views off and put it on my Bobby Mackey's investigation, please. <laughs> oh, there you go. Switch around. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. To the 76 people that watched that investigation, I appreciate it. But... Yeah. We love you. We love you very much. We love you. But if that's all you have, that's all I have. 
Yeah, I. The Demon House is just so interesting. I was so ready to cover this, and I hope everybody made it to the end of this just to listen to all of our ramblings about the case and what happened and our little theories about it. Like, I can't really even tell you if it was all of a hoax or if it really was something happening because it's like. Well, Zach has a lot of stuff attached to him. How come it could have been just something that was attached to him fucking with them? Or that was the house really haunted? There's been cases of people not experiencing stuff in there, so on and so forth. And then you have the case that the Ammon, the Ammons family had went through, and it's just like it's so 50-50. It was such, yeah. it's such a hard like yes or no to make. And that's what just makes the case so interesting. Yes. So interesting. And- and um, I had something in my head to say, but I forgot. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it flew the coop. I'm so yeah. sorry. But, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, but I can't. <laughs> losing train of thought over here. What it's is okay. this? It's at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is the end. Everybody's just like, okay, when are they going to stop this now? <laughs> when are they going to stop the rambling? um but yeah um if that's all you have uh thank you guys for sticking along for this long and um uh all the links in the description for all the uh links on spotify itunes google podcast everything um and yeah this is episode five we the the haunted i hope you enjoyed and yeah i'm trevor haunted faith and i am lily the one and only Hell yeah. And we will talk to you guys next weekend. Oh, bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.